Welcome to The Voice Now Heard. My name is Jana Young, and this podcast is my story of how a knock on a door upended my life and was the beginning to uncovering layers of secrets and lies. As I process the hurt and betrayal, I want to share what can be learned from looking at life through a different lens. I'm speaking up to reclaim my power and encourage others in difficult situations. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Voice Now Heard. This is episode nine. The title of this episode is The Triple Play. This title was chosen because there are three women that we know of involved in the situation and also the bastards love of baseball. <laughs> and we needed a fun title. So, might be my favorite one The Triple Play. If you listened to the previous episode, you heard there was a commercial in there for Paris Counseling, and we realized that we did not mention the location, and it's in the Indianapolis area, and we know this podcast is becoming a pretty big deal, so (laughs) it's all across different states, and we wanted to clarify if people are reaching out for support that that's in our area, and we both have family and friends that are in different places across state, so... We just wanted to clarify if anyone had checked that out. Prior to this episode, I did talk to Trey. So we are talking about Trey this episode as the third woman. And while a lot of our stories have overlaps, she knew him a lot longer than I knew him. And I really didn't want to cause any more pain than the bastard has already caused. And I want to respect her and her story. I offered for her to be on the podcast but she did not think that it would be the right thing for her at this time, which I respect that and talked through with her my thoughts on the episode of what I wanted to share and just made sure she was aware that it was happening. That's very nice. I have Randy here with me. The co-host. Welcome. I'm happy to be back. Thank you for being back. Yes. So also, if you have any questions, remember to email voicenowheard3 at gmail.com and also... I think a lot of people have been finding you on Instagram and uh, Facebook as well and Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we are hoping to do another Q&A episode because that was a lot of fun and we had so many great questions. So if you have any questions, please reach out. I think that this episode is going to be great as far as answering a lot of the questions that I think a lot of people probably have mm-hmm. in regards to Trey because we have mentioned her a lot in, in the previous episode. And I just want to say I appreciate the people that have reached out. I know I've said that before, but people are reaching out, sharing some of their stories and being vulnerable with me as well. And mm-hmm. so I really appreciate that they're sharing how this has impacted their healing and helping them. And I'm grateful that people are listening and knowing that they aren't alone in their situations. Yeah, that's great. Okay, Jana. I think you probably know what I'm about to ask you. So before we get into this episode, I just want to check in with you. Last episode, we discussed divorcing the bastard. And I know I I shared this with you earlier, but, you know, as a friend, it was really, it was a hard episode to watch you go through and process through just the, the sadness and the fact that you got married for a reason and I'm not we really still don't know his reason for for marrying you mm-hmm. and just as a result of that you had to go through that and it was a hard process so if you don't mind like just tell me how you're feeling since that episode that was one of the harder ones to mm-hmm. do like you said just sad it's one of the things I feel like I didn't have a choice in right. and it happened I feel good about the balance of hopefully putting out some education about mm-hmm. my experience, but also touching on the emotional piece of it as well. It's kind of like another one of those things that now that we've talked about it, hopefully I can put it a little more behind me. Right. Yeah. And just the information that you provided, I thought was, I know it was helpful for me and I'm sure it was help, helpful to others as well. Let's talk about Trey. Okay. You ready to do this? Yes. Okay, so tell me how you found out about Trey. Initially, I found the birthday card to her the day after I found the piece of mail with his name and address. I'm trying to remember back Mm -hmm. to this, and it's a little foggy, but I think I found the piece of mail, and then I was looking through his things, and I found that and read it, and I don't really remember thinking much of it, like I need to figure out what this is, but then I found the boarding pass that he had taken a trip in the summer where I thought he was on a work trip and I talked to him about 
the piece of mail because mm-hmm. I felt like that was the priority. And I don't know if my, in my mind I just compartmentalized and was like, I'll talk to him about that letter when I see him because mm-hmm. that's more of a face-to-face conversation. Sure. So that popped up initially. And then the day after the Apocal event, when I talked to the Ho, she asked me if I knew who Trey was. And I just said I hadn't heard that name in a lot of years. And I remember that they were friends a long time ago, but I had not heard of her for a while. And she told me her experience with her. Okay. That she knew they were friends in college and that he had been texting her one time when they were at a concert and he had thought about moving and living with her at one point, which is really weird to me that he told the that's ho what, that. That's what I was going to clarify there. So when he was with the ho having an affair on you... He was telling the ho that about Trey? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. They had looked at places and I think this yeah. summer we're going to move somewhere, which I don't know how he was going to swing that one. Probably probably the condo across the street <laughs> from where you lived and have another one that was real close by. Right. <laughs> so the ho was looking through his phone and found for Trey's number and found my number is what she told me. Okay. And that he had gotten an Airbnb for her in July and we were comparing dates and her name came up Okay, in that conversation some. Now was when you were talking to the Ho about Trey, how did the Ho seem talking about Trey? Was she jealous of her? I mean, she, she had all this information that she was providing with you. Did you pick up on any jealousy or, or she was just trying to help you piece everything together at that point? Yeah, she didn't really say. Okay. I know at the end of the conversation. I know it's I, hard to remember. Yeah. Yeah. I asked for Trey's number because I thought it sounds like she's an important piece of this story that sure. I'm missing. Yeah. And the host said that she didn't want to get in the middle of anything. And so she wouldn't give me the number. Oh. So all I had at that point was her first name. Okay. <laughs> she wouldn't get in the middle. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's funny. So then the few days later when I talked to the bastard for the first time. I asked him who she was, okay. and he said, oh, she's someone from the past. I don't have a current relationship with her. I stay in touch with her every once in a while. I asked one of our pets, Smokey, was connected to her, and he said not her directly, and that he came from her friends and that he didn't want to discuss it. He would prefer not to discuss it. But I found out later that all of our pets were directly connected to her in some way. I love how he just... You question him, he just immediately would deflect. I'm not discussing it now, right? Mm -hmm. Because he had to get back to work. That was my first time talking to him after everything had happened. Okay, okay. I'm sure he still was busy at work Mm -hmm. with his mean boss. Those were my first few pieces. Let's keep in mind what was happening in my life in January. Right. Like I was going through the divorce process, finding a place to live. Just found out all this information too. I mean, it was still relatively new when you found out in the file for divorce. I mean, yeah. Right. Yeah, so I'm processing all this, <laughs> yeah. went back to work, working at, while this is all going on. And I had a lot of sleepless nights mm-hmm. where I was looking on the World Wide Web. And rabbit hole. <laughs> the end of January, I figured out who she was. I don't want to really give details about how, detective. but a little bit of my detective work. Mm-hmm. And I saw the name and something with the last name clicked with me. Like okay. I remembered that, hearing that a long time ago. And also, there was a picture of Smokey the cat. Stop it. In something I saw. So I was like, okay, that must be. And it confirmed. The person. (laughs) What you thought. Mm -hmm. So I started thinking back. And I remember our first date. He had been coming from her house. Okay. For the weekend. And he was talking about having a female as a best friend and asking me if that would be a problem. Mm -hmm. And I said no. But then I never met her, which I thought was really strange. But I didn't really meet any of his friends that he had. Well, it's strange because he brought it up asking you if it would be a problem and then never offered to introduce her. Mm-hmm. But so did you just think that he just stopped being her friend throughout the time you were with him? I thought the way he portrayed it initially was that they were way more close. But yeah, over time that they yeah. weren't gotcha. like yeah. as close or in touch as often. And Trey told me that they were supposed to have a conversation if he started dating about how it would impact their relationship and what that dynamic would look like, which he never did. I mean, does he have a conversation with anyone? 
I mean, seriously. I wonder if he really has a true no. We already know. We already know. What am I? What am I asking? And their only other memory of her was somewhere along the way there was a situation that I knew about. Basically, they had lost contact and weren't in contact anymore. He and he and Trey. Yes. Okay. Now I know that's a made up story, but I hadn't heard about her for quite a few years. Okay. I I still go back to. He asked you if it was going to be a problem for you for him to have a friend that's a female, and you said no. You know what I mean? Like it's not like you said, "Yeah, I'd have a problem with that," which right. would make him probably want to hide that friendship. You said, "No, I wouldn't have a problem with that." But how would he have introduced that? I know, but I I just still find that interesting. Like, so why even ask you? <laughs> I mean, right? Because in my mind, I was like, "Well, if they're just platonic yeah. friends, and I'll meet her, and we'll all hang out, yeah. and I don't know what his plan was, obviously, just to not bring it up ever again." And I didn't ask yeah. to meet her. Because how? What would he have said? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, my friend that I mentioned—that's my best friend. It's really not a platonic thing. And yeah. so, are you okay if we all just kind of have something that's yeah. open? And I'd be like, "Nope." That's a thruple, right? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I'd be like, "See you later. No thanks." Which maybe by then he had studied me enough that he knew that that's would be my response. True. So he just avoided bringing it up. That's true. That's I, 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 It's interesting that you just brought that up. That he studied you. I know we talked about that, and it is creepy. But that means he studied all, the other two as well. You know what I mean? Yes. And with Trey, he knew her way longer. She really should be probably, you know, you're the wife. So that, yeah, that that cancels wife out. Trumps. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what is it, Trump? I don't know. Wife, Trump, longevity, woman, <laughs> the longevity known for twenty five years. You know, he knew her for twenty five years, and she was, we think, we don't know, waiting for him, mm-hmm. or at least had strong feelings for him. So he studied her to be able to keep her that long. You know what I mean? I'm just like my mind is blown. Just twenty five, keeping somebody around for twenty five years, like what? What were the intentions with her? I think he told her that he was going to marry her one day. We already have established that what he said was never going to happen. Well, you just asked. I know. I'm just saying. I think I'm having rhetorical questions. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't supposed to answer that. Well, no, I just, it just blows me away. And, and, and why did she wait 25 years for him? And I think back to like him starting to date like they'd known each other a really long time and then all of a sudden he starts dating Mm -hmm. and he wasn't honest with her about his dating obviously because that's a good point of the story she knew Mm -hmm. about me and knew we had dated just for a short period of time she had thought she thought he dated someone named Janet and then saw your last name and thought that you were crazy (laughs) yes and she said she remembered my name because of the crazy breakup story, which was that we had not been dating that long, mm-hmm. but he broke up with me and I lost it. And my family had to be called and they had to take me away. Wow. And after that, I told him I had dreams of some dead relative that was telling me things about him and I wouldn't stop like contacting him. I'm sorry. I'm trying to visualize you losing it and it's making me want to chuckle. Like just <laughs> like, what would that look like? <laughs> I thought that was a really bizarre story. It's- it's very bizarre because at that point he could have just said, I'm not dating her anymore. Right. I mean, <laughs> And so that's why my name stuck in her head. Yes. Of that story, which makes sense. And then also defeated probably the entire purpose of what mm-hmm. he was trying to do with her in regards to you. You know what I mean? Right. And he told her like of other people he dated during the time, supposedly he was, I thought he was just with me, but she mm-hmm. thought he was dating different people online and he told her about but why didn't he just date her they just he just didn't want to commit right i mean is that what i don't know it's probably the game he was spitting he's a player bring those hoes back to his fake condo <laughs> seriously that has rocked my world i've i just need to let everybody know that i've uncovered that the fake condo he, he, he used that to bring the hoes though we'll get to that later just my mind is blown by that. Mm-hmm. Well, Another Janet layer pay- to the fake condo store. Well, Janet pays for the the bills at home. Right. And Ho pays for the bills at home. Goodness. Okay. Tell us how Trey found out about you. January when I figured out who she was, mm-hmm. I sent a Facebook request and I didn't hear anything back. Which is pretty 
bold of you. But I mean, and, and also at this point, you're not in, you're not in the clearest of minds, right? I mean, you're thrown into this like, mm-hmm. yeah. And I knew she was Spiral. a piece to the story, so mm-hmm. I think I was just looking for answers to questions that I had. Because up until you finding out about Trey, you're thinking your marriage was over because of the long affair that he had with the hoe. So this is like a whole new mm-hmm. And I spiral. thought she was just a friend he had known for a really right. long time. So you hadn't had it confirmed yet, really. That she was another okay. woman. Okay. Correct. Okay. She did not accept my Facebook request. So I just kind of let it go. And life she's just like, kind of went on because it was a crazy time. Like, so she found out about me in the end of March. He was texting her. And the texts were just kind of strange. And she thought he was really sick. So we can remind listeners mm-hmm. that she thought he has had cancer for, what, seven years? Seven oh or eight my. years like, <gasps> since we got married. Maybe that's the reason why she never thought he would, co- would commit because he was so sick with cancer. I don't think so because okay. I think it was supposed to go in remission soon <laughs> so they could move in together and live together happily ever after. So he was texting her and it was just very strange and the hoe actually found the text and was like why are you asking me that and Trey was like the wording just sounded really strange and so she was writing back to who she thought was the bastard but it was really the hoe oh my goodness and do you hang on one second do you think it went to the hoe's phone because she had the app like she had his text message routed to her phone. No, because okay. Okay. I think they texted on a regular basis. So I don't know oh, why the I got whole you. I got just you. was checking through his phone well, and happened to see it at the same time. What do you mean you don't know? Of course she was checking it. At this point, she's like, okay, you're mine. And I'm going to check on everything that you do. True. But keep in mind that yes. like I was supposedly out of the picture. And I'm sure the hoe had said... I need to be the queen, yes. so you need all of your other yes. women gone. Yes. And so I'm sure she was under the assumption that he had like discontinued contact with oh, Trey yes. as good, well. Good point, because she told him he's a reliable. He listens. He, yes, you're right. I won't contact anybody else. She, it she, makes she, me she, wonder. Maybe she wasn't checking as much, right. or something, because he was in contact with Trey well, that to be whole honest, time. To be honest, I'm thinking like she probably thinks he really wants to be with me. Not the other two. The prize. I'm who. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm who. I, I I won. Yeah, Jan is out of the picture. Yeah. and it's just the two of us now. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. I just I just had to like throw that in there. It's just interesting. Mm-hmm. So they're texting back and forth, and Trey thinks this probably isn't the bastard. She said, "I haven't heard from you, and I just want to know how you're feeling." And then the home must have confronted him because really the bastard and. Trey started texting for a while. Trey knew from that text back and forth mm-hmm. that night that um, something was off. And so she started investigating. So she's a detective. You have to be. If you're going to be with him, you have to be a detective. She had like a lot of red flags that had increased over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And this situation, like her intuition told her something was not right. And so she started researching. I gotcha. I think it was kind of like the final straw. Yeah. And she thought back to my Facebook friend request in January and wondered kind of what happened with that. Because she had asked him. She was really busy, but she had asked him, hey, didn't you date a girl named Jana? What was her last name? And he wrote back right away and said, I don't remember. And Mm. so she was distracted and didn't think anything else of it. Sure. But after this weird texting, she started getting suspicious. Yeah. Not right. And she started Googling my name okay, and found my address. And it was the same one that he had given her at one time and said he was living there with a co-worker and his wife. He even had a name for wow. this couple's cat. And they were part of his stories to her. And then she kept looking and found public records and found our divorce. Wow. So the next day, she he texted her like, good morning, like he usually does. And he usually used code that he loved her, but this time he really said he loved her. And so I think he was still going to keep things I do too. going. Like y- you were done, but he still had her. And she mentioned something about, I've figured out that you were married and divorced. Good for and her. Yeah. He didn't respond much after that. 
but then they had some communication a little later on. I'm wondering when she Googled your name, if a meme came up that says, be like Jana. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Not pre-podcast days. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. But on some level, it's like he lied so much, but he just told enough information that years later, like you remembered this and and she remembered that you know what I mean like it's just he got himself and I think the last few years obviously he has the hoe added to the picture which I'm sure complicated the layers Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's how I know she figured out that he was married she had not known that before that he was married and that I existed I know you talked about this about her reaching out to you is there anything else you want to add to that that was the end of March Mm -hmm. right that she found out and then Easter I got a message on Facebook Messenger from her and obviously I recognized the name because I had sent the Facebook friend request and it just said I'm not sure how to start this conversation I saw a friend request from you a couple months ago but at that time I didn't know anyone by that name so I didn't accept it and I think we have someone in common that we both know and I don't even know what the truth is right now Mm -hmm. I don't I want you to know I didn't know anything mm-hmm. about you. I just have figured all of this out in the last wow. few weeks. Mm-hmm. And that he was pretending to have cancer that she just had found out was fake a few weeks ago from his new girlfriend. She just said she was really sorry for what I'd been through. And so we started messaging back and forth. Right. And that day on Easter, we actually met at a McDonald's and talked for about it's probably about four hours. That's an Easter you will never forget. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to, I was trying to think of a place that would be open. Right. So good old McDonald's <laughs> pulled through. I was just thinking too, what would you guys have done if, if there was no internet? Right? Like just think about all of this. Like you were able to uncover a lot of stuff mm-hmm. because of that and even get in contact with each other. It's, it's nice. Yeah. And my thought in meeting her was, I know she's known him 20 years. I wanted to get answers I knew I'd never get from him. Actually took the birthday card with me that I had found and gave it to her. And I think she really genuinely felt bad for me and thought she could provide answers and was looking for some for herself. And I had asked her, you know, what was the urgency in meeting with me Mm -hmm. so soon? And she said that she was planning on meeting him and having a conversation. And so she wanted to compare and get information from me. Well, and I'm sure she was just as shocked at this point that you were when when you found the the address, mm-hmm. right? The letter, the the letter. So talking to her, it was probably like it would have been talking. It was three weeks after she had found out, right? And it was strange for me because it was probably like it would have been like talking to me a few weeks after yeah. I found out. She was totally devastated, oh. struggling to make sense of everything, trying to find answers. Mm-hmm. So I just had a lot of compassion because I knew she had been through. Um, a lot of the same things. She's just, she's just lucky that his real wife happened to be a therapist that had compassion and empathy and could really relate. And mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine how hard that that was for you and her too. I mean, we talk about somebody that, you know, in some sense, I don't know if she waited on him, but she loved him for twenty five years. You know what I mean? Right. In some capacity, friendship, whatever. She believed in him I can't imagine that loss that she's feeling as well um I mean we are really close in age like we're the same age our birthdays are just a couple weeks apart interesting I'm surprised they're not all on the same day so you could remember (laughs) at least you got us all in the same month (laughs) right was that like on the checklist has to be like it's got to be in August oh speaking of that happy birthday Jana thank you you're welcome (laughs) so after we met and we were leaving we were both kind of like man we kind of like each other like oh that's really hard to yeah. weird to say but like I think in different circumstances we probably would have been really good friends yeah but we talked earlier about how he studied you guys and I don't think that he thought you guys would ever figure it out you know what I mean because you guys are obviously she's stuck around for 25 years you're not someone that's going to knock on a door typically mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so I'm wondering if he thought I'm just going to throw this out here I'm thinking maybe he misread the hoe. She doesn't seem so um, quiet. I don't think Trey is quiet either. Okay. And when I think about that, like, I'm probably the 
quietest, the quietest of the three, but we're all very strong, independent women. All have your own lives, right? right. Like you don't think of us. I mean, we're, talking to any of us, it's not like we're needy and we need that's true to take care of us, and we're well. You all have your own households, paying for your own bills, mm-hmm. which allowed him to do what he was doing, right? And I feel some strange connection with her it's going to sound really bizarre to Uh say and my friends that I've told think it's strange but she and I experienced a lot of the same lies Mm -hmm. and I truly feel like she did not know about me yeah I agree whereas I feel like the whole knew about about me at some point continued on like I feel very different about the two of them I agree Trey and I have just shared even after we met we texted quite a bit after that and kind of went down some rabbit holes but it was I think validating for me Good. and reaffirming and I think we both found some common ground and oh we weren't the only one that went some through comfort. this um I also think you know the similarities between you and Trey obviously I've never talked to her or met her but just what you've shared with me is you guys the empathy piece because I know she whatever the relationship was like she loved him and the fake I'm sure she believed that he had cancer yes right I mean I know we're gonna get into that but like you thought he had cancer and supported him I mean just his ability to have zero empathy but to find two women who have empathy and to really care about him I just think he might have met his match with the hoe Mm -hmm. and I think that that's good and she and I have talked about how she accused him the last couple of years of living a double life. Wait, who did? Trey. Okay. And how things were just okay. not adding up and she was trying to figure some things out and what kind of call him on stuff and was questioning him okay. more. And I think her in that text was like me in the piece of mail. Like it was right. the final straw that right. was like, my gut's been telling me this and it's been building, but this is the final piece for me mm-hmm. and went digging. I mean, that's what prompted her to start digging tell us what you learned about their relationship going there Mm -hmm. remember I thought they'd been friends for however long right she told me that she's in love with the bastard and that they've had a physical relationship during their entire relationship so the whole time I have known him Mm -hmm. that they are best friends they've been friends since college she knew his family she had gone through his mom's cancer with him, his mom's funeral. The last several years, he was saying how his dad was treating him horribly because I think she had been spending time with his family and then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. that wasn't happening anymore. So he needed a story as to why his dad was not around Mm -hmm. because he was married (laughs) and his dad couldn't hang out with the two of them anymore. I know, I I think I asked you this in the gate but i want to circle back his dad really didn't know about trey like their relationship you know what i mean like maybe he just thought of him as just a like a best friend supposedly yeah and we know we can't rely on anything the bastard says (laughs) but he has said since then he's told his dad Mm -hmm. the truth about everything but i doubt that's the case but they had kind of a whole life together like they he went on vacations with her they had mutual friends that would all hang out her family knew him he was around for holidays and vacations because they'd been friends for so long he'd been telling her for years that he wants to marry her and he Mm. loves her up until the weekend that end of march when she found out about me he was continuing with that he would always call her on his way home from work which he said she thought was strange and called him on that a couple times like why don't you ever and so he would then talk to her like after he'd been home, but it must have been times that you weren't he home. He was at my house and I wasn't there, or he right. was at the right. house. Right. She wasn't there, but she thought that was kind of strange. Another piece that came up is I mentioned that when I was cleaning through his stuff, that I could not find his wedding ring. Okay, he wore a wedding ring when we got married, but he did not wear it during the time we were married because he said he just doesn't like wearing that it was uncomfortable and he mm. didn't want to do it he said at some point he had given her a wedding ring as a token that he intended to marry her one day he gave her a wedding ring yes and i think it's our wedding stop, ring stop it i don't know for sure but i think so because i was like i couldn't find it and she's like oh he gave me one 
and like gave me a but male it, ring and she described sure. it to me and I was oh like that gosh. sounds like yes. a wedding ring no that makes sense that makes sense plus he's not going to spend money on something that he really isn't going to do right like he, he's all about I'm going to spend money on you it's going to be vacations where I can get something out of it <laughs> but for him to know like that is the oh. symbolism of our marriage yes and he gave it to yeah someone and told her he's I'm going pe- to marry you one day but wait I'm already married so how am I going to do this He's a piece of shit, Gina. Sorry. Yes. He's a bastard. I'm just... That's next level right there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one thing giving a fake ring to someone, but to give his actual wedding ring to someone. Mm-hmm. Who, by our understanding, been waiting a long time for him to make that, that move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doable. All of it. But we started also comparing timelines, kind of like the Ho and I did going back a little bit in the summer. And this one time I actually was going to take a couple days out of town, okay. which I don't really do for a biking event. And he had something come up with work and I did one <laughs> night and changed my plans instead of two nights. And it turns out he was with her in Cincinnati. He had planned this big wow. birthday shindig. And so she just started ta- talking about times they had spent together. And I found out also that a lot of the hotel stays yeah. that I had on my spreadsheet that's what were I was with her. Say. That's what I, I was going to say. mentioned mm-hmm. that to her. And she's like, that was probably me. So she would come visit about once a week. And they would stay at a hotel for the night. And now, when we were dating, she would come to our town like two or three times a week. But would she, before the fake condo was foreclosed on, is that where they, you think that's where they would go? She has not answered that yeah. question directly, but yeah. I think so. I do too. I can only imagine, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes during that conversation. And Jana, I just, I can't. I mean, when you think about that time, I know it's hard because it's a time that's passed or trying to forget about it. But do you remember like what you were feeling at all during that time? During that conversation when you're hearing all of this stuff? I mean, I'm hearing some of this for the first time right now. My head's about to explode. Mm -hmm. I'm raging a little bit. I was in a better place yeah. than I would have been a month or so before. I felt like this is like my one opportunity to get questions. So I think I wasn't really processing. I was just trying yeah. to get as much information as I could during that moment. And for you at that time, tell me, why was it so important to get that information for you? Like for not not necessarily like for, you know, like... Because I know some of it's probably like, okay, I need to know this. I need to know this. But like for your specific healing, like why was it so important to get that information? I had pondered having a conversation with him Mm -hmm. and had a lot of questions that I I had already come to the point where I knew that probably would be not beneficial. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I thought, well, she's known him for a really Mm -hmm. long time and probably has a lot of answers. And this is the only way I'm going to get honest answers. Well, and at some point too, just being able to compare some stories match up some timelines even with the hoe too it probably gave you more information mm-hmm. than what you would have ever gotten if you just would have met with him we are now going to take a quick break for a commercial from our sponsor paris counseling looking for an uptight stuffy unfunny therapist you won't find one at paris counseling what you will find is a mental health counseling practice that believes in an atmosphere that is open-minded non-judgmental and safe at paris counseling you'll find compassion honesty and humor Offering outpatient mental health services, Paris Counseling provides both in-person and telehealth therapy sessions for individual families, couples, and groups. Check out our website at pariscounselingllc.org for a list of accepted insurance and payment options. Our team of dedicated professionals is here to help you heal, grow, and find your best self. Now back to the podcast. So you have said that you both experienced similar stories, fakery. Tell us about that because I cannot wait to dive into this. We had quite a few that were yeah. <laughs> similar. The Ho worked with him. Okay. So I think a lot of the Ho worker. Trey and I got a lot of the stories that were probably couldn't be verified. Sure. Got a lot of the work stress. Okay. Those type of stories. We had mentioned this earlier, but we both are smart, strong women and yeah. we both fell for his manipulation. She felt like he had a lot of drama which I also felt like he had a lot of drama, but that he said he had no one else and she felt like she had to support him because she just felt so bad for him. Mm -hmm. He made it 
come across to her that he was so alone and she, she was the only one that could provide support yeah. for him. And on some level, other than his hose, he probably didn't have friends. He probably didn't confide in a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's interesting. Okay. One of the ones that I think is interesting is the fake pet stories. Yes. I have put together that all of our cats were connected to her in some way. When I met him, he had two cats. Okay. While we were dating, he had a cat named Pez. Yes. The one you who bedazzled. got the bedazzled yes. bag. <laughs> the story I heard was that his neighbors had moved. They were moving to a place they thought they could take pets, but they really couldn't. And so they saw that he had had cats and they had just left her outside his door Aww. with a little note. Poor kitty. And I mentioned Pez to her when we were talking and she said, oh my goodness, Pez was my cousin's cat and was having problems. So I took her in. She had a really hard time because I have dogs and she was not adjusting well. And so that's why he took Pez, which I had not in my head connected at all that Pez was. Now, when he said his neighbor, what neighbors do you think he was referring to? The fake condo, the hose condo? This is when he lived in his condo. Okay. This is like before we were married, okay. while we were okay. dating. I just, I wanted to keep up with which neighbors mm-hmm. when you have three households. <laughs> well, two. So we got married. So he had his two cats from before and Pez. A few months after we were married, one pet died. And the next summer, it was a black cat. And the next summer, he told me, oh, a friend texted me this picture of this little black kitten. He said, I'm going to go up and meet the cat and I'll see. And then all of a sudden, he brings this kitten home. I mentioned that and Trey said, yeah, that was me. Like I knew he had wanted a black cat since his cat had died. And my vet had found this little kitten on the side of the road. And that was Nala. What about... Smokey. Smokey also lived with her. And the story I got of Smokey was in about 2018 that he had a co-worker who was having health problems. They had tried everything and she had been to the emergency room, had all of these issues. And the doctor said, maybe try to get rid of the cat. Maybe that's the only thing we haven't tried. So can you guys take this cat and foster this cat? And then if she gets better, then they know that's what it is. And if not, then they'll probably take it back. Come to find out that That was Trey. Trey was really, really sick and they couldn't figure out why. And so he offered to take the cat for her. Because what would have, like, what would you have thought at that time if he just would have said, my friend has this cat and is struggling. Could we just foster the cat? Exactly. Why did it need to be a made up story? Yeah. Yeah, And Trey is an animal lover and that was really heartbreaking for her. And so I've kept her up to date with Smokey and the cats that I have about what's going on with them because I know she really cares about them. But to know they were all connected to her in some way. Was okay, let me ask strange. you this real quick. I'm gonna throw this out there. Why did he keep getting cats? He wasn't really taking care of them. You were taking care of them. He was always working or on his trips. You know what I mean? Was it to look like he cared about cats for Trey and to help her out or whatever? Trey and I have talked about this that we both thought he was an animal lover yeah. okay. way more than. Yeah. A people lover. <laughs> right. I'm just thinking like. And the, at one time we had four cats. Right. But which you, I were not have e- been given a hard time by my friends and I right. probably crossed the line of a crazy cat lady. But I'm sitting here thinking as you're talking, because he had cats when you met him. Trace thinking he's single and has four cats. I think it's odd. I just think it's all odd. I recently, since this has happened, have heard different people say that. They would never date a guy who was single and had cats. It'd like be one or two, I get, but like he's collecting them. I mean, <laughs> well, he had two when I met him. Okay. Well, so two died while yeah. we were married. But and remember, because he had to tell the hoe, like it was real. Cinnamon was the one that died, but he had to tell the hoe that Pez was the one that died because he had to keep them straight. Yes. I, I'm curious, your friends think it's creepy like why what's their reasoning i don't know if it's my friends i've just heard since yeah, no then, i've like, heard different this too. people that yeah, i've heard when they start dating online and if they find out a guy is single and has cats they just think it's strange that a single guy is a cat lover i think as they long can. as they're taking care of them it could be something as a positive however jana when you move on and if you ever date again and has cats I, I i think that lesson learned maybe Unless, might be a single dad. 
right? And has kids or something. Daniel's Maybe like, our listeners can let us know yes. some theories because there's something behind that that I don't really know what it is, yeah. but there is some belief out there that... I know. I've heard it too, and not just from my friends. I've heard it just from people just in general over the years. So yes, please clue us in because I feel like I'm missing something there. Well, now that we see that, Randy, you know, he did work a lot. So cats right. were probably easier to take care of You're than right. a dog. He traveled a lot and he probably did want companionship because he didn't have enough. <laughs> I just worry, you know, now knowing him, thinking of him taking care of an animal makes me just want to almost vomit because you're, you've got someone with no empathy taking care of an animal. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I'm just glad he doesn't have kids. Oh, wait, does he? I don't know. Did you and Trey talk about that by chance? Does she think he has kids out there? Went down that rabbit hole yeah. one time and both have the same mm-hmm. suspicions possibly about that. And I'm sure it was an accident because I can't imagine him with his busy Oof. life. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's get back to it. The Back to the fakery. Yeah. Back to the, f- the fakery. We have fake pet stories. Mm-hmm. We have fake cancer. Um, I still, you know me, I'm, I, this one I'm just blown away by. He must have gotten this idea because he told me he had cancer like, what was that, spring of 2014 and we were married the fall of 2014 and he told her he had cancer okay. somewhere around that time and I think it was because he was married and wouldn't have as much time to spend with her so he was telling her he was in these treatments. A couple times he said he had, he was in an experimental clinical trial for qu- quite a few years is my understanding. A couple times things weren't adding up to her and she kind of swung by to where he was okay. getting the treatment to leave an encouraging note on his car That's and so nice. it wasn't there at the hospital. He, of course, had a couple really quick comebacks sure. like, oh, they're having us park in a different place now and going through a different entrance. And she didn't think much of it. But those were some of the things that kind of started yeah. piling up yeah. with the medical treatment that weren't making sense. I think we need to get a shirt made that her. says fake cancer sucks. Yes. It makes me sick. I had It someone, makes me sick too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes me sick. I, mm-hmm. I, I struggle. I had a close relative that was really sick mm-hmm. with cancer. And so it makes me almost want to like, you know, we don't condone violence here. So it, mm-hmm. it just really makes me angry because I'm sitting there thinking like people who truly have cancer would never in a million years wish that upon their worst enemy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's unbelievable. I've had that in the last few months, someone very close to me that has cancer. And that's been a lot to process knowing. Yeah. Now knowing. How did you put someone through that? Yeah. And and the manipulation piece of it and manipulating you to care about him, manipulating her to care about. I mean, the fact that she was going to swing by and leave him an encouraging, an encouraging card. Mm -hmm. Now, okay. Question. Does the hoe know about, does the hoe know? Does the hoe know about the can like times? Wh- how many times has this been? Two times at least that we know. Fake for cancer? me, it was just a few months, and then okay. supposedly it went in remission. Okay. For right. her, it was eight years. Oh and she asked the hoe about it when she talked. Okay. She had one conversation with the hoe as well, and asked her about it. And that's okay. when she found out that the cancer was oh. fake because she had thought he had been in the hospital like she saw him early November it was really unusual for them to go a really long time seeing each other yeah. from December to March he said he was in the hospital with cancer and I really think that's when obviously he was really busy going through a divorce and right the hoe probably had him on lockdown and so sure. he couldn't go see her and spend as much time with her as he had been so the hoe that got out of him thought it was fake fake cancer or she uncovered. I think when Trey talked to the hoe, gotcha. she mentioned like he's been really sick. He's had cancer. And the hoe was like, no, he is not sick and does not have cancer. The hoe's like the liar, liar, pants on fire whisper. <laughs> <laughs> and Trey found when she started researching things in late March, when mm-hmm. she started finding out, she saw a social media post of him that was at work during February. It's like, wait a second, he was supposed to be in the hospital. And he probably didn't look sick. No. Because he's living, at this point, he's living happily ever after mm-hmm. with the hoe. And we've talked about, too, how COVID really worked. In his, his favor. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I like know. She I saw about him that. less. Mm-hmm. She talked to him on the phone more, which she was like, it's a lot easier 
to lie. He said he got sick with COVID and then he had long-term COVID for four months because of his weak immune system with cancer. And that's why he couldn't visit. He had the cardiac ICU, I think we've talked about. He was supposed to go on vacation with her in June in the summer. And that was his cardiac ICU. COVID really worked well for him as far as. For you. I mean, for all of it, everything, Mm -hmm. all of his lives. All of his lives that he was living at that point, at any point, he could just say, hey, I have COVID. I need to stay away from you. Mm-hmm. Okay. I do have a question for you. Is there any other fake stories that maybe you uncovered recently? I have a couple more. Okay. One is fake homelessness. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> At one point, he told Trey that his medical debt was so high during his first year of having cancer that he lost his condo and he was kicked out and he was homeless for a couple days. Aww. He was just devastated by that. He was too embarrassed to tell her. And then once he did, she was trying to help him problem solve and figure out. And that's when he found the co-worker and his wife that he moved in with. Wait a second. That's when he found the co-worker and his wife, which we now know. Is a lie, right? Because moved- it's a lie that he lived with them because he, yeah, gave her the address of where we lived. <laughs> okay, okay. But those people are not fake. Okay, okay. Again, like a little bit of truth. What we talked about in a couple of other episodes. He gives a little bit of truth, right? Because Trey knew their names and mm-hmm. had looked them up in her research. The other one that. Is a fake robbery. Oh, we'll call it a fake geez, robbery. you got to be kidding me. I cannot. Shanna. <laughs> so he told her at one point he had been, when he was living in his condo, he had been robbed and all his big furniture was stolen. And I had asked Trey a couple times if she had been to the condo after the timeline that I knew we were married. Right. She never really answered directly. She was just kind of like, well, maybe, I don't know. And now that I think back to that story that she told me, I think it's because he had moved all of his belongings to our house. Right. And left, there were a few things left there, like his bed, his bedroom furniture, TV, like things that I had that he didn't need to bring or that we got together, he left there. But now I think... He had to make up a story. So she, when she came there and he had moved all the stuff, she'd be like, where's all your stuff? Oh, it was, I was robbed. Right. So instead of just saying, hey, I, I did get married. <laughs> By the way, my stuff's over at my wife's house, our house together that we have. Oh, no, I got robbed. I'm sure it was very dramatic, too, mm-hmm. the story. It, where she cared. She probably, she probably did some kind of like GoFundMe page for him to get more furniture. Oh, I think I told you that, how her family rented yes. a... Storage unit to like, because that was the fake robbery. But then I think the fake homelessness was after that. And they felt really bad because they thought he had no place to stay and he lost it because of his medical debt. And he also used a fake mental health stay with her somewhere along the line in the summer. Like she picked him up from Mm -hmm. where he was at the fake mental health stay. She actually picked him up from it. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they just met in the parking lot. Right. And they were going away for a weekend together in the summer. Did she drop him off, like, back there? I think so. I think he left his car there. Oh, because he got, like, weekend. He got weekends off. And I asked that. That's probably what the story was. Uh-huh. And I didn't really ask any more details or many details of yeah. that whole story, if it matched the story I got as far as the fake mental health state. But maybe he practiced that on her and then used it again with me in the fall. I'm not sure. I really didn't think it could get any worse from the fake stories. And they just fake keep content. coming. They like, just, it's just... And they just roll roll out of his mouth. Like, like I'm just going to the store. And he has, like, a response quickly. Yeah. It's My just sister said maybe he has an apron with a bunch of different pockets on it. And he just has different stories in. And he's like, which one am I going to use now? I'll just pull this one out. Oh, this looks good. Oh, this one. I think both of us are reasonable. And we thought, yes. like, how could something... This bad happened to someone like over and over. Like you have the worst luck. Right. And both of us, it didn't sit right. But I think we both had the same impression. Like we were there to support him. I'm just sitting there thinking because I think I asked you at one point outside of this episode. Was it odd for all of you guys to think that he didn't have enough money to pay for his bills or to help pay for bills? Because he has a really good job. And 
your response was, we had all of the medical bills is what he would use. Which That's is, what he told Trey. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is, but it's also plausible. Mm-hmm. I mean, someone that has been very sick and had cancer for seven years is going to have bills. And for me, he told me he lost a fake condo because that was before he was making a lot of money. Okay. And he just had a hard time and missed a couple of payments. Yeah. Whew. Any other? I mean, not that we need. My... I think that's good. <laughs> yeah. We okay. can wrap up the fakery. Yeah. Anything else that you would like to include just with your conversation with Trey? I think one piece of it is that one of the reasons she wanted to meet with me so quickly was because she was going to have a conversation okay. with the bastard. She mm-hmm. had decided. Good for her. Yeah. That's what she wanted. She actually met him face to face for a conversation the week after she and I met. And she told me a lot about that conversation and things that it entailed. And I don't really want to, I'm not really comfortable sharing those things here, okay. but it really reaffirmed for me the choice to not have a conversation with him was what I took away from it. I did not think it would be helpful. And mm-hmm. from what she told me of her experience, I felt like I had made the right decision. Right. Good. In that. Good. I can only imagine to be a fly on the wall hearing that conversation. Oh, wow. I'm sure he was very truthful. Well, Randy, he had completed his How Not to Lie class by then because <laughs> she met with him. Easter was mid-April, so mm-hmm. it was the end of April. When I talked to him in March, he just had a couple weeks left. So he probably finished his class and gotten his certificate and was well on his way. And I'm sure his car was bugged at that point. So I'm curious to see... If that passed the hose standards, you know what I mean? Well, I think initially the hoe was requiring to be part of this conversation. Oh, okay. He told her she could not be part of it, that he just needed that time with Trey. Okay. And so she went and waited for him in the restaurant while Trey and the bastard met in his car. So she could not be too far away in case there was any shenanigans happening. Shenanigans. The joke's on him because she had that. She had the car bugged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Woo. It's the last time. Could you imagine being in a relationship, though, like knowing that the person you're with, I mean, you didn't know, but knowing the person that you're with had all of these extra lives that they're they're living and trying to manage that i mean there's no way no way mm-hmm. she's got him on lockdown he's probably i mean he's found god he he did the the how not to lie course correct he, he's been healed from cancer mm-hmm. like he's got a lot like going for him now right as far as i know that was the last contact trey had with him okay it's another thing we i guess connected on is that with her it was 25 years that he just right walked out that yeah. was the end of it boom he Oof. was yeah the hoe allowed one final closure conversation but that was it she's generous and the same thing for me he walked out the door and didn't yeah. look back and he, she's had this yeah. friendship for this many years yeah. and to lose that and i lost a friendship and a husband right we both have that huge loss mm-hmm. we're still both working through i already know the answer to this but i just want to throw it out there it's like you know he doesn't care because you have to have what to care empathy <laughs> right life must be so boring now I, with just <laughs> one woman i don't know i know i'm with how you on he's that. functioning because he has so much drama yes and three women what do you do with yourself when there's just one yeah Whew. i'm sure that and in he- case anyone was wondering a relationship with one person is a monogamous relationship, and usually people that are married are in those, but not in this case. Exactly. I think he's probably fully bored out of his mind, and he's pl- he's planning his next um, victim. So I want to know how this impacted your healing. Overall, it was a big setback for mm-hmm. me. When I look at the timing, I mentioned this, just that it was... Four months out from the Apocal event. And I felt like meeting her was something I needed to do for myself. And I am grateful that I did it because I feel like I got more answers than I would have not doing it. Right. Then having all that information, I had to try to wrap my head around, oh, it wasn't just a long-term affair with the hoe. Mm -hmm. This person's been around the whole time I've known him. 
in a way it validated for me that there was someone else who had experienced similar lies and manipulation in the immediate cutoff mm-hmm. right. was something similar that someone we love deeply was just gone and that so easily they could be gone. And you've mentioned how we're both very empathetic yeah. people. But the drama very... that he kept you guys stirred up to also kept you guys busy. You know what I mean? Like feeding into his drama. Not that you fed into his drama, but like dealing with the drama and trying to help him and support him. That also was a big piece of your your life. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, now I'm bored. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we've both, uh, Trey and I have both talked about that, how... Mm-hmm. Our days are yeah. a lot quieter now yeah. because we're not dealing with the chaos. I know that's right. Woo. That was involved in that. That started also me realizing like it's not just a double life, it's a triple life. Yeah. And I feel like mm. the stories are really disturbing to me. I feel like there's some disconnect with reality mm-hmm. at times when you think about them with the health stories, the mental yeah. health. It just really bothers me when I think of this is the person I knew, but then I'm thinking of all these stories that were told. What reality was he really living in and what did he even think of yeah. our marriage and our relationship? Well, I mean, he gave your ring away. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a way, it also was a blow to my self-esteem because sure. I had wondered what was true while dating. Like we've kind of talked through that mm-hmm. in earlier episodes and to find out the reason I really was seeing him once a week when we were dating was because he was spending more time in his relationship with her. She was seeing him two to three times a week while we were dating. So to think back, I wondered again, like, why didn't I question that? Why didn't I push that? Why did I be okay with that being the norm? Mm -hmm. It set me back quite a bit trying to process all of that. Yeah. So let me ask you this. So I know you had spoke to Trey after you found out about her from the hoe. I still find that find that interesting. And then you spoke to her recently, Trey. Correct. How was that for you? Did that set you back or was that helpful for you? It was a lot to process. Yeah. There were more stories that I still hadn't heard that she shared with me. Mm-hmm. It was just a lot to process and still being reminded freshly of the impact it's had on both of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that we're both still trying to deal with it in mm-hmm. healthy ways this far out. He's just kind of gone along. Yeah. Yeah. And for her to think like I had a best friend that yeah, I had that long and it's gone. Mm-hmm. It took some processing for me to yeah. okay. work through. I, I thought it, it, it could be triggering. Mm-hmm. But all of these episodes that we've done is triggering on some level. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But I do appreciate because she didn't need to talk to me. Absolutely. Again absolutely. Which, which, stay in touch. which we circle back to. I really don't think she knew about you. I mm-hmm. think she was, I think she was just as shocked to find out about the marriage as she is that all of a sudden I don't have a best friend anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like how she was cut off. Strange to have this weird connection. Yeah. It's like, what is our. Yeah relationship like now like we're not going to become friends in right now like but we don't yeah but, just... but you're bonded in a weird way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah in a bizarre yeah jade i know this was hard episode as they all are <laughs> but i'm hoping everybody that's been listening to this could see jana's healing from the very first episode to now because i know i can and it's exciting for me as your friend to go into the next step with you because I think that all of every single one of these episodes was so important for you, not only like to share, but to process through and even sadly relive, right? Mm-hmm. I think that, that that's why you chose to do this. You knew it was going to be really hard, but very beneficial too. Mm-hmm. So. I just wanted to throw that out there before you go into lessons learned. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Ready to go into lessons learned? I can't wait to hear your lessons. (laughs) (laughs) I have a few of them. One is, I've mentioned this before, but I only know what my memories were to me. Uh It was not my fault. I got caught in the web of a master manipulator and I have to accept not knowing the whys. I've struggled with that a bit because as Trey and I share memories, we've had memories that 
he and I did things that he did with Trey. Wow. Yeah. So I kind of had to stop that because I'm like, I need to just keep what mm-hmm. I have is my memories, my memories. Right. Right. Lesson two, listen to your gut. We are both smart, strong women, and we were both used and manipulated and both looking back can say how much our gut was telling us things. For both of us, it took a big piece that was not disputable that mm-hmm. we knew for a fact this was what it is. Right. And that point. caused us to piece everything together. And it's it's great to have empathy, but with empathy, you do have to listen to your gut or you are going to find yourself in similar situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other lesson, if you're in a similar situation where you find out about extramarital relationships, make sure you have clear expectations on what you're looking for if you make the choice to reach out to those people and meet with them. Good. I'd say to be aware of the timing and way if finding out information is going to be helpful or harmful. Mm-hmm. That's helpful for sure. Looking back, I don't think there's anything I could have done differently I know my family was like, why are you even responding to the message she sent? And why don't you just yeah. move on? And I felt this weird piece about it's just something I need to do and I'm ready to do right now. I It's going to be okay. So as your friend, like I'm happy you did. And I'll tell you why. I think what you have uncovered in regards to his lies are so crazy. And that people could possibly think maybe you made them up. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? And so... I'm glad that you had that opportunity to touch base with her and have a decent relationship with her. So you can, I mean, on some level, it's kind of sad because the the comparison of them are so similar. But on the same side of that, it's like confirmation, right? Like that he, that, that that what you, yes, Mm -hmm. it's like what you went through and these awful, insane, terrible lies and manipulation she experienced too. And they were actually very similar. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think for me, if I'm somebody that's, you know, I put myself in your shoes, I would just feel like I wouldn't need that just to be like, okay. Because you got, we already talked about, I mean, he gaslighted you the entire time. Gaslighted her, too. Mm-hmm. And to have all of a sudden, you know, validation that, okay, he told you that. He told me that. Okay. So, I, I'm not, I'm not going crazy. Like, this really did happen. I did experience this. I did hear this information. Right, and I was hearing some of the same things I heard from the hoe. Yeah, exactly. Like she told me a lot of lies as well. I always forget about her. <laughs> she just discredited them and moved on. I think yes. Trey yeah. really realized, oh, yeah, he was being dishonest. And So for me, as your friend, I love that you were able to kind of like drop the ego, right? Because we all have it. And to reach out to her and have a conversation and just say, let's, let's share notes. Let's, let's share. Let me see your cliff notes. Here's my cliff notes. Mm-hmm. And together we're going to write a paper. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think on a lot of levels, like I love it because I'll get people like in my life that'll say, really, did this really happen? I'm mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, not only did they happen, he did it to somebody else. Yeah, and when you're in that situation, you have so many questions, and I think yeah. you have to weigh like, right, is that information? Do I really want to know? <laughs> exactly. Like I just asked her, yeah, whatever she asked me, whatever it was, a very open conversation Which I when love. we met. Yeah. But you really have to weigh. I didn't think about that going into it. Yeah. Yeah. If I had to do it over, I probably would have taken a step back and thought like, what are my expectations? Sure. To get out of yeah. this. Yeah. How much? How far do I want to go? And mm-hmm. what I want to know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that in there that I feel like. As your friend, I love that you were able to get some of those questions answered and, and were able to compare notes. Did give me some closure in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. Quotes. Your value does not decrease based on someone's inability to see your worth. We don't get over or move on from our trauma. We are forced to make space for it. We carry it. We learn to live with it. And sometimes we thrive in spite of it. Sometimes it's better to just let things be. Let people go. Don't fight for closure. Don't ask for explanations. Don't chase answers. And don't expect people to understand where you're coming from. I love that. That is all. Do you have any other closing thoughts? No, I just think that you're brave doing this. And I'm excited for the next episode. Mm -hmm. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I know lives are very busy and people's time is very precious. So... 
I appreciate everyone listening and stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed, please subscribe, rate, review, and share all those things you do when you love a podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram, Jana Voice Now, Twitter at Jana Voice Now, and Facebook, The Voice Now Heard. Thank you.